wealth sustaining and creation. While we approach investments, we need to remember one thing that is very important. It's a rule of thumb. Don't invest in what you don't understand. Only invest in what you have reasonable amount of control and access to. In other words, losing money in an investment that you do understand is most of the time safer than making money in an investment that you don't. Because an investment that you don't, if you do make money once and twice and twice, you create something that is called survivorship bias, which is similar to what gamblers have. If they start their careers, if we can call it a career, by gambling, they do regularly tend to make money first time, make money second time, and then start losing, and then on to a losing streak that will be very dangerous. If they start their life by gambling and losing, they regularly stop it. So, let's invest and avoid gambling. Now, to sustain wealth, you need, on in average days, where there is no hyperinflation, you need between 2 and 4% return. If your average return on a portfolio is 2 to 4% in regular days, you're sustaining wealth. You're not growing wealth, but that money is not losing buying power. Now, to start by growing wealth, we should achieve 8, 10, 15, 20% and higher. With high return comes more risk. Now, to avoid going into more risk without the right amount of return, we need to assess every investment, the risks and the returns, the possibilities in it before we start. Let's always consider that there is 10% of our money in a safe haven, call it in cash, and you can call it a security fund. A fund so that if things go rough, because it always may, you can tap into, but you don't tap into for any other reason. And then you have around 10 to 20 percent, depending on your uh, on your your life uh, preferences and your age and and how would you treat opportunities in life as money sit on the side, sitting on the side for opportunity capturing. So you get a new opportunity. It's interesting enough for you. You go for it, and that's exactly why you have that money on the side. That's around 30 percent of your portfolio. Call there is 5% to 10% of your portfolio in non-efficiencies. It's between transactions, it's in and out. That's 40% of your portfolio. The average amount of income that the rest of your portfolio should generate just to sustain wealth is around 8%. Now, if you make 8% of the rest of your portfolio, we assume that this part of the portfolio is not performing, although regularly money aside for opportunities make the most of what you earn. Um, in, in a good market, if you're in the right industry, if you're investing in the right assets and asset classes, and if you know how to do your picks, then you need to generate in the rest 8% to get an average performance of 4 to 5% in the rest of portfolio, the portfolio, which is wealth sustaining. Now, to start growing wealth, you should earn more. One of the assets that do earn you more, and rarely, if any time, give you a negative uh, a negative return. Imagine you own equities in a company, company book value goes negative and then you need to pay or you have that as debt on every share you own. This doesn't regularly happen when you own a house or a home or a complex or a commercial building. So when we come to real estate, which is a major part of everyone's portfolio, we never say it should be the only part. There should be other parts of somebody else's portfolio. However, when, when it comes to me, knowing that that's the most I do understand, I prefer to have most of my money in real estate. When it comes to investing in real estate and generating seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe higher ROEs sometimes, we have sometimes an element of leveraging, which we talked about before and we will always talk about in the future. It's very important to understand. Invest where you understand, not only if you understand real estate, then you understand all real estate, not really. You have a niche, you have a specific part that you do really understand. Invest in that. Some people understand an area, a city, a location, a street. Invest there and make the best out of it. Stay diversified, never put all your eggs in one basket. That's another rule of thumb. Make the difference to your wealth and to your life.
sales for around 20 years. I started by door-to-door -door sales around 20 years ago. It was tough, but I enjoyed it. What I have done a few years ago to make a difference into everyone's life and to, in a way or other, document what I've learned of technical skills and what is applicable, because I've read hundreds of books that only were full of either poetry or things that are hollow motivational, which aren't applicable. I've written facilitating purchases. You can order it today through Amazon. It's full of technically what's applicable. It's my experience. I hope it impacts your life applying what I have applied and succeeded with for so long. Enjoy your day. Actually, make it a great day. inspired something this morning uh, she was saying you know what you can bring the horse to water but you can't make the horse drink another gentleman a very smart gentleman a wise gentleman who works with us uh, a pillar in our family mr. John Spino said once you can take things from people by force but you can't give them anything by force 100% if you want something you go and get it if you believe that you don't need to, or you don't have the will to, you only have the dream to get the result of, you won't get it. Many people dream around us. Many people have the right goals, but very few are ready to do exactly what it takes to get there. Few hints, discipline, so much of it. Commitment, so much of it. There is no happiness and joy without control over your lives, guys. And the first thing to start controlling is your attitude. Enjoy your day and make it a great day. successes and take responsibility for your failures everything you do and you end up with is a making of your own hands all your hard work pays off all mere talk leads to poverty if you are a change maker if you want to own today and tomorrow understand yesterday is dead external elements have very little impact on your success there's people in poor countries who are creating fortunes today and there's many in rich countries who are paupers. They're actually homeless. Make today a great day and change your life. Let's make the difference. Today we'll be talking consistency. Many people are used to start great things, but rarely complete them. We're so good at getting new ideas, getting great ideas. We start it. We either get bored or find it very difficult to pursue it. We stop it. We move on. A new idea, another new idea, and another new idea. And we find ourselves, after years of trying, nowhere. You need to go somewhere in life. And the place you want to go is exactly where one idea can take you. You need to put your mind to it and you need to decide that this time the idea I have will be finished, will be completed. You need to learn closures in everything in life, starting from your relationships to your thoughts, to your practices. Change your habits today and make your thoughts the right practices and most importantly is practice what you preach. This is what I'm trying to do, what I try to do daily. Enjoy your life and make it a great life.
from you. Again, if you were a customer and you were your own customer, so your bias towards you in general, would you be buying from you today or would you pick another supplier or service provider to buy from? If you don't have a proper answer or if the answer to that is clear to you, it's somebody else you would buy from, you need to rethink your business and your offering. If you don't have an edge to make the closest people to you use your service with ease as they want to use their service, then you have a problem. If you're only getting business and passing days successfully, in your opinion, because the market is supporting that, a day will come where the market won't and you will have a problem. You'll be out of business. So at all times, ask yourself, if I were my own customer, would I use me to service my needs? Make a difference, make it a great day, and think about the world. I was asked, what's the difference, or I asked, what's the difference between closing a sale and closing a lease while you're doing a real estate transaction? And the answer was, the difference is that in a same transaction, probably people need to more time to take the decision, isn't it? Now, what I've explained is the following. In a same transaction, let's change the marker. In a sales transaction, what we do is first, we list the property. Second, we market. Third, we view and pitch. I'm sure you can't read anything of this, but just for reference. Four, you close, and then documentation comes into play. Do you list in a sales transaction? Yes. Do you market? Exactly. Do you view yes. and pitch? Yes. And then we close. You close? Yes, so there's no difference. The only difference there is, is in the perception. Yeah, it's only a mental difference. It's only someone who believes this transaction is different than the other for some reason. It's not. Actually, it's exactly the same. And the only barrier to that is what? The mindset. And how do you deal with that? You said by? Changing the, mind. Changing the mindset. No, no, because it's very difficult to change the mindset that way. So the best way to deal with it is to do it. Yes, is this Nike's? Yeah? Something like that. Definitely they write it with a better handwriting. Do it. So the second thing you want to do is do what? Do it. Just do it. So you wake up and you start by? Listening. And then you? Market. And then you? You. Which will come automatically, huh? Closing is an automatic result out of that. So you start by? Listing, obviously. Are you listing today? Yes. Yes. So let's start with this. So the only barrier you do have is a mental barrier. And the only thing you want to deal with is the mental barrier. And the only way to deal with it is to do it. Because the fear of doing it, so anyone who tells you, yeah, let me motivate you. Let me motivate you so that you can change your mindset, listen to those hundred videos, and learn from those hundred books. Doesn't really work. What works is, go through the process, live the process. So try it once, try it a second time, try it a third time, or actually do it once, do it the second time, do it the third time, and all of a sudden, what would you see? Results. Results. And that's us doing what? Sales big time. Enjoy your day and let's sell together. Have a good day. And here's another great day and on my way to work, I would like to talk about negativity, negative news and negative people around you in your life. Many of us have many of those and we allow them to intrude to our moments. The impact they do create is huge. If you think you are bulletproof and that 
negativity doesn't reach to you, you're mistaken. It gets to everyone. So, the best way to block it is to block it. The best way to block it is to tell that person who is being negative, who's sharing a negative story that adds nothing to your day, stop it. I'm not ready for that. I'm not equipped for that. I don't want to be ready for that. And I'm not the right guy to share such a story with. Some people need your empathy. Make sure to inform them that it's not available. Otherwise, they will come once, twice, thrice, and continue coming for it. While you are suffering, you will be suffering even if you don't know it. So, negative people out, negative news out. The only thing you do within your day is something that does pay off. And anybody who tells you a story, shares news, shares something that doesn't add to that positivity in your day, dismiss it and dismiss him. Make your day a great day. Let's make the difference. If you're a leader or a professional, remember the chain of trust. It runs in every army, every company, every family, every organization. The dependency of one on the second to perfect his job. If the first does his task properly, the second can continue and complete the set of tasks in a better way. It demotivates people and doesn't allow them initiative and self-drive. At the same time, it advocates for non-accountability if you lack that. If you're a professional, be the person who does this task properly. Develop, learn, perfect what you do so that the person behind you or beside you is more motivated to do his best. If you're a leader, recruit people who are capable of doing their task that way. Let's make the difference. Better companies and better organizations. Make your day a great day. joiner he've been in our business for a month now I'm not capable of transacting so I'm working hard I come with a motivation I'm driven but I'm not able to move the power of action to a power of a transaction isn't it yeah. and what's happening is I come to work I do the calls I'm not being able to get the listings and the listings is the start of the success story because unless you get listings don't have product to market, you don't get customers, simply you'll not do transactions, you'll fail in the business. Now, the problem is a pipeline problem. Your problem is a pipeline problem. What happens is, within your day, the activity that you're doing is not enough and not consistent enough. The quantity of the activity and the consistency of the activity. So what you do is you're driven, you come in, you do two, three, four days of hard work and then you do a few days of low quality work or low quantity work. And both occasions, in both situations, you don't consistently do what you should be doing so that you can properly reach a transaction. Now, there are several elements that impact on that. Let's start by the law of averages. Do you know the law of averages? No. The law of averages says the following. Let's say your conversion rate is two to 3%. So you call 100 people, you list two or three, or you get two or three opportunities or interests. Now, what happens is you start by calling people. The first 10 you call, morale is high, perfectly doing it, the high quality that you need to do. No results, rejection is there, it drops. Yeah. And then that second 10 are with lower quality. The third are with lower, and you go on to that, you reach 60 and you stop. Yeah. What ends up happening is maybe the two or three that should have converted today could have been in the next 40, not in the first 60, item number one. Item number two, 
is when the quality is dropping, let's say number 59 was a great opportunity. If your morale is down and the quality of what you're doing is down, it will not transact, it will not result in a listing. Do you agree? Yes. Perfect. So the quantity and the quality of what we do is very important and the consistency of what we do is very important. Now, that's a problem of every new agent starting. Everyone starting in our business has the same problem or approximately the same problem. You need to start consistently put a high quantity and quality of effort for you to be able to get to transaction phase. Otherwise, your action will never become a transaction and you will fail. So you have, in a way or other, guaranteed failure or probable success. Yeah. Yeah? The guaranteed failure is if you don't consistently do the level of activity that's needed. So, guys, this is exactly what you live probably, and if you feel this, you feel exactly what Yusuf feels, think of it and decide today what Yusuf should decide today. Any activity I need to do should be sustainable. I should be able to do it daily. I need to decide, do I want to be an average quality agent, a good quality agent, or a rock star? If I want to decide to be an average quality agent, do average quality work and at all times. Now, yeah. you don't fit Armstrong McGregor in that case, but I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you've decided to do high quality work and to become a high quality agent and a high producer. The only way you can do that is through consistently hard quality work. If you want to work as much as everyone else does, why would you become better than them? I always said the following, I'm not smarter than anyone, yeah? I'm not different to anyone. I just can outwork every single one of you every day for the whole, <laughs> the rest of the life. Yeah. So I was around 12 years ago or 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I was part of a team, sales team that was 160 people. And that 160 people were very smart, very experienced, better looking than me, uh, better educated than me some of them. And there was a point that I won on every time. And that gave me the results that beat everyone else, which is I always outworked everyone and I consistently outworked everyone. I didn't have one day of hard work, one day of hard work, one day of slagging and then went on and on that way, no. I had every day hard work without a stop until I do it and I do it again and I do it again and I do it again. Did I answer your question? Does it make sense to you? Does it? So do you understand now why are you not getting to the point where you are transacting? The point of transaction comes after consistently maintaining high quality and quantity of action. Okay? Good? Enjoy your day. Make it a great day. Everyone, make it a great day. Let's make the difference. or family or it happens to us where our mood is bad our day is going bad and we can't figure out a way where we can recover recover our morale recover our confidence or recover our mood and when we ask the person beside us why are you upset most of the time he says I'm upset because of random reasons there's points of time where he doesn't know what's the cause of him being upset or his morale down he just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And then we say, cheer up. And he says, it's not that easy to cheer up. It's not a switch of a button. What we discovered is, or what I discovered a few years ago is, when a human being changes mood, it's always an act of something that have happened. It can be a scent, something that we smelt. It can be a, uh, an action. It can be a word, it can be something that has been said in front of us that changed our mood, and it can be a thought. 
most of which are very difficult to control. If you ask someone to control his thoughts, you can have him do all the meditation in the world. Most of the time, he can impact it, but not control it. There's people who may be able to control it, and that's another level of people we're talking about. However, I want to talk about all of us, like me, a simple human being who's not that capable. And I'll say the following. I believe that one thing we can control is the decision to act. In other words, if I want to have a punch done three times, I can do that decision. I can take that decision regardless of the mental state I'm in. I can take that decision and do that punch three times. As long as I can take that decision and do that punch three times, whatever that punch has and an impact as an impact on me, uh, would be done. Thus, it would take a course and it will create an impact. So, similar to there's a word that impacts you or affects you because it triggers a thought or some mental status that changes how you feel and changes your level of confidence, your level of morale and your emotional state, there's also an action that does the same. While a thought or a word we can't really impact so much, the action we can decide to do. And this is how we came up with a unique power act. Unique power act or UPA is a process of discovering that unique power act. And within that process, we discover what's your unique power act because you have one that's special for you. I'll tell you mine, mine is to hop. Whatever my state of mind is, if I hop, I feel powerful and I can hop all day long. I'll tell you a story a few days ago, for a few years ago. My wife is a, is a uh, teacher. She was the head of sciences in a school and we were together hopping in the mall. And it's a, it happens to be her yuppa also. So hopping is our yuppa. And we were hopping in a mall and one of her students or some of her students saw us hopping. They laughed about it for the rest of the week. Most of the time, your yuppa is one of those acts. I've done yuppa sessions with people and CEOs of companies had yuppa as rolling around, similar to a puppy. It doesn't matter what's your yuppa. What matters is you can utilize it to create that impact. In a yuppa session, what we do is we run you through a process where you discover what is that unique power act that impacts you this way. I want you all to follow us and hopefully we will support and assist each of you to discover his yuppa and then we may be able to change your moods every once in a while or most often most of the time enjoy your day make it a great day and think of it that way yuppa and there's no limits evenings 
This is exactly what you want to do, trying to impact them. And after you do that, you hopefully have a connection. And if needed, by the end of that, you pass on a business card, which most of the times wouldn't be needed. You can send an email or a WhatsApp or write down the number. For now, enjoy your day, enjoy your coming events, and make sure you network properly. Do not distribute flyers. Make it a great day. There's two kinds of people in the world. There's prosperers and there's survivors. Prosperers are people who do create change, who do create a difference daily. And I'm asked every day, what should I do to become a prosperer? Let me answer that in a very simple manner. Many people think that they can work for four or five hours a day, which is your regular eight hours workday. However, it's compressed into four or five hours of proper working time. That eight hours working day cannot make you prosper, except by mistake. And mistakes are never considered prosperity. So, for you to be able to prosper, develop, change your life going forward, what you need to do is flip your life upside down immediately. What you're trying to do today is have the pyramid stand on its tip. That's not easy, if it's possible, by any means. For you to prosper, you need to start deciding that what you need of sleep is six to seven hours. Six to seven hours of sleep, let it be. Sometimes we get less, but let's call it six to seven hours. If you have seven hours of sleep, you still have 17 hours of prosperity. You want a work-life balance? Done, you have it. Two hours, that is family time. One hour, that's your personal time. And the rest of the time is a great 14 hours. What would you do with 14 hours of hard work? You would read for an hour, strategize and plan for another hour. The rest of the time should go by, if you are in business, business development, in sales, in marketing, it should go to developing and developing prospects, prospecting, developing a new business, creating a new business that should make you grow tomorrow. Your business should look at three aspects of your life. Your today, your tomorrow, and your after tomorrow. And if your business just looks at today, there's a problem. You're a short-termist short-termists can never prosper. If your business looks only at tomorrow, most probably you'll be hungry before getting there. And the after tomorrow is the biggest vision, the big picture. So what you need to look at is everything that feeds into those three, and your 14 hours should feed into those three. They should feed onto those three by creating relationships and business ventures that would feed into your coming 20 years, into your coming 30 years. Another that should give you the ability to develop the coming steps in your business, which could be a one, two, three, four years plan. And the today, which is the day, week, and month. Think about those and start investing your 14 hours in a proper way. Trust me, three hours on Facebook a day, not against Facebook, huh? Facebook is a great means of exposure, connecting, I doubt it, but exposure and communication. So, utilize Facebook for that, but spending three hours on Facebook a day would not be considered great family time, would not consider, be considered great you time, it's great no time, it's lost time. Start by investing your time rather than losing it. This way you can develop into a prosperer. Otherwise, you're just a survivor and a survivor you will always be. Make a day a great day and prosper. Today, we'll talk about the sales process and how it evolved and developed with time. In the 60s, we used to sell using fabs, features, advantages, benefits. And what the salesman was asked to do or used to do 
is mention all the features of a service or a product and then talk about the advantages of having those features and close with benefits. That's why there was a perception that great salespeople are people who talk so much or so good. Wrong perception. However, we developed with time and got to a point where we understood that not all features do make a difference to all customers. So, there's unique features and unique selling points that do make sense and make a difference to some customers and don't to others. So we started selling using USPs, unique selling points. That have also evolved. Although people are still stuck or some people are still stuck with fabs or USPs, the future is UPBs, facilitating purchases. If you read my book, Facilitating Purchases, you will understand that the best kind of sales you can do is to facilitate a purchase. And UPBs deals with the perception, the unique perceived benefits. And that is different between a customer and another. Sell smartly, sell ethically, sell decently, and that's the only kind of sales that can grow you with time and create cumulative success and can impact your future the way you want. Sell ethically again and make your day a great day. If you have no money and have no kids yet, no family, you can still play two games, the income game and the cost game. You can reduce your costs and increase your income at the same time. The minute that you have a family, there's basics that you can compromise on, and those basics grow with time. Thus, the only game in general that you can play effectively is the income game. If you're still young, you're in your 20s, benefit from that. Make sure that you exit the state of being a man with no money. Make sure that you enter a state where all through your life, you always produce more than you spend. If you do that in the first 10 years of your life, that sets your whole life. Together, you will always spend less than what you make. And if you do that, regardless of how much you make, in general, you're a rich guy. Enjoy your day. Make it a great day. How many people do you know? I was sitting in an interview with some interns a few days ago while I was asking a question, how many people do you know in your city? And there was a lady there from Kerala. And I asked her, how many people do you know in Kerala? And she said, 50, 100. And I said, I disagree. She said, why? said the following. You know 100 and that's the first level of connections. If you look at the people they know, which is the second level of your connections, you're connected to much more than 100. Maybe if each of them knows a 1,000, you know only 100 because you're not living there, then that's approximately 100,000, although there will be um, overlaps here and there. And if each of those guys that are in the second level of connection know also a thousand who are talking millions. Thus you know everyone in Kerala. And I believe if you go back four to seven levels of connection, you will end up knowing everyone in the world. Thus, you know everyone in the world, act like it. You know everyone in the world, you just don't realize it and don't realize the power of it. Go out, connect with people. Go out and utilize those connections to make sure that whatever you're doing is more successful than it is today. I have tried and started some time ago. Trust me, it does work. Go ahead and do it, try it, and make sure you make sense of it. Enjoy your day and make your connections great one. There is a common misconception among 
most of us. The misconception deals with property buyers in general and property. When we have a buyer who is a lifestyle buyer, he's interested to purchase a property to enjoy. It's either a second or a third home. We most of the time start by pitching the kind of return on a property and the value for money and and and. Remember, if that gentleman or lady were buying an exotic car, would their most important aspect of car be the return that the car would get or the low depreciation the car would get? Not really. Those may be secondary elements that do matter to some more than others. However, the main part of the interest is lifestyle. The main part of the interest is enjoyment, fun. So make sure that you do talk the language that the customer is requesting you to do. Make sure that you do make sense to someone who wants to enjoy his life. Many of us don't. We just try to sell to everyone the same way. That doesn't work. I had a friend who was buying a property just for fun and wanted a property in a hotel development. And I recommended a hotel development which is highly uh, ranked as a good quality location, um, good quality services, and good quality uh, brand at the same time. And when we looked at that property, he asked the question, are we getting a good deal? I said, are you looking for a good deal? You're looking for a lifestyle purchase. If you're looking for a good deal, we wouldn't be looking the same way or at the same property. Are you getting this at a decent price? Yes, you're paying fairly for it. It's a lifestyle purchase. It will never earn you great rental return. It will always earn you good fun, joy, happiness. This is what you're looking for. So, as a broker, remember, you do not need to cater to everyone the same way. Somebody who's purchasing a property as a second or third home or even as a first family home has interest beyond the rentability and the rental return of the product. When you understand that, you're able to cater to that need. If you don't, you're talking a language that your customer does not understand or your customer is not talking today. Make sure that you talk your customer's interest and your customer's language. Have fun while selling and make your day a great day. Have you ever invited friends, family or team members to a plate of pepper? Yeah, just pepper. I don't believe so. You only do that when you're trying to motivate people around you by taking actions which are by nature motivational. However, without trying to implement the skill and to infuse the skill and the knowledge needed into them. That is the spice without the main course. And I'm sure nobody will enjoy it. So next time you do try and motivate people in a company, in your company, start by offering them the skill and the knowledge. Needless to say, you need to choose people who have the drive. If they don't, you can't infuse that into them. You cannot generate drive in people who don't have internal drive. Internal drivers are stronger than any external driver that could be put together. Enjoy your day and remember, motivation is very important, but should come with some skill training and much of product knowledge. Make your day a great day and if you're a team member in any company, request You start great things in life. You start them, you run them for some time, and then you drop them and you move on. 
and you do that in the name of diversification probably anything you do not persist on and you do not consistently sustain is a failure unless you've reached a point where it is self-sustainable and it runs on its own and many people do that many entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs do that many people start ideas if they are starting an idea and that idea requires technical abilities and at the same time requires business abilities sales abilities what happens is they get some jobs they do them they run it for a period of time they feel great about it and then it's downhill because they have a gap with no business and then if they were able to walk out of that gap because they got some business again they live that again and then downhill again and with time they decide that you know what I need to find something else that gives me income other than the idea that I'm pursuing so that I can have consistency you need to know that nothing can give you consistency if you are not consistent in your actions if you're a technical guy while you need business skills you're your own salesman and business development guy because you're just starting a business and it's a fresh startup. Remember, building your pipeline and consistently working on that is very important. So if you have a job or 10 jobs, there is a part of your day that should be blocked for business development. Do that. Business develop all the time so that you maintain a pipeline. Because if you don't in any business, you will have the ups and downs and rarely would you be able to come out of your downs as fast as you finish your ups. And when this happens, you fail because you get bored and that business doesn't work for you and with you. So build a pipeline, maintain a pipeline, sustain the understanding that there's two aspects of a business and in every business you will ever be part of, there is, let's call it 15 tasks. One you enjoy, three you enjoy, and the rest you don't. You need to do all because all is the core of how the business stands, the image, and how does it look. So, make sure at no time that you leave parts of the business process, be it business development, be it sales, or be it supplier sourcing, whatever business you're in and whatever skills and actions are required. Make sure you don't drop it when you have few jobs. Make sure you sustain it. By the way, this is put together for a specific person. It feeds into everyone in the world, but there's a specific person and he definitely knows himself whenever he's hearing this. This is put together for him. My man, do not run away. Do not run away from the non-ability to sustain on a business. Do not run away because there's no other golden goose or diamond business waiting for you elsewhere. What matters is consistency and sustainability so consistently do put the efforts to make sure you do generate a pipeline where you always have people waiting to be served and at that point of time you will be able to sustain it if you don't do that again you'll be able to stay for a time and then you have a gap and then a time and then you have a gap and that gap will eventually kill you because it will kill your drive and there's enough amount of times that you can be pulled up just because you could kill your drive by non-sustainability and consistency. Enjoy your day everyone including my man that I'm talking to and make your day a great day. We were chatting today and Wa'al was asking me, Wa'al is very good friend, Wael Hamadi, you need to check him online. He's an artist that you would love the works of. Um, and the question was, Makram, why are you doing now what you're doing? Now, Wael have just seen my new uh, concept, which is still confidential. You'll hear about it in a few weeks. But I said, because I want to break the chain. Okay, stop. Yes, I want to break the chain. And the chain I want to break is the chain of negativity.
there's a chain of negativity spreading around, especially in our days today. Chain of fear. Fear and negativity, panic. Negativity. Yeah, it's bad. It's a crisis. <laughs> there's no money. <laughs> Who would buy? And this is exactly what's freaking out everyone around us. Yes. And what I said is, if this is what people see today, so cut the oxygen, why to keep the oxygen running, yeah? If you believe that it's death, cut the oxygen, leave it for me. I don't believe it's death. Yet, not yet, at least. And I believe it will never be, unless we decide it is. And I believe that the chain that we should break, every one of us should break, is the chain of negativity that spreads between our families and our friends and it drives all around and comes back to our homes and we grow and we feed every day. Exactly, Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah? We need to break that chain and I'm working to break it on my end. Around me, that chain is broken. Let's hope you can break it around you. I am surrounded by people like Wael, people like Naji. We were just talking about Naji. Friends who are outside this dark box of negativity. I was talking to somebody in fintech a few days ago and he's saying, oh man, it's tough economy. I said, man, if somebody in fintech would say it's tough economy, who would say it's a good economy? You are the boom, guys. You're living a new dot-com bubble. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah? Start with 10 push-ups every day. If you can do 11 next day, you can do 100 and 100 days. So imagine how much you're spending time doing nothing in life. So just do it, guys. Yes. Yeah. I was. What did I tell you today? I told you that, what did I do in 43 days? What others do is finish probably a Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah? What can we do in 43 days? I can change my life in 43 days three times. Yes, yes. My, my, my life, not my wife, yeah? So my <laughs> wife is watching probably. My life, not my wife. I didn't say my wife at all. 43 days several times, can't you? How much time we spend doing nothing, man? Nothing, exactly. just nothing. Imagine yourself doing something benefit on every minute, every day. Time your, time your sleep and time you'll eat and time your fun and time your creativity, time your achievement. By the way, you're listening to someone who is one of the most people who can control his life. He has yeah. control of his life. If you know how many things does he do in his life, you'll be shocked. Okay. Uh, enjoy your day. Make it a great day or your night, actually. We just parked so that we can record this because I don't like to record anything while driving. Enjoy your day. Make it a great day. Have fun. Have fun. Take care. Yeah? Sure. Cheers.